Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Checking in about food allergies and introducing allergenic foods. And have you done peanut with your baby yet? Well, intact nuts and thick globs of nut butters like peanut butter are choking hazards for babies, but we want to get that peanut protein into your baby early and often in order to help lower the risk of peanut allergy down the road. My absolute favorite way to introduce peanuts for babies is using the Puffworks Baby Peanut Puffs. So When you hear puffs, like you're probably like, oh, those starchy little puff things. Like, no, no, no. Not the little ones that earlier eaters can't pick up. Those kind of crappy puffs from the store that have added sugar and refined grains and lots of salt. Uh uh. The Puffworks baby peanut puffs have no added sugar. They have just a smidge of sodium for preservatives, and they are the perfect size for baby led weaning. They're about the size of your adult pinky finger. So, you can, baby can pick them up, self-feed them, but they're so soft that they dissolve in your baby's mouth so you can introduce these peanut puffs even before your baby has teeth. Puffworks also makes a baby almond puff for the safe introduction of a separate allergenic food category. That's tree nuts. And now, finally, Puffworks put out a combo case. So it's half baby peanut and half baby almond. So if you want to grab one case, then you can knock out two new allergenic foods. We do these on different days, though. These are just the no-stress, low-mess way to get peanut and tree nut out of the way. So you can get 15% off everything at puffworks.com when you use the affiliate discount code BLWPOD. That's a new code. It's BLWPOD. Use that sucker at checkout at puffworks.com and get peanut and tree nut safely out of the way. She says, trust your baby knows how to eat and give them space and time to prove it. Understanding the difference between gagging and choking will make your experience as a parent much less stressful. And number three, soft food in pinky finger size strips. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. I am so excited about today's episode because it is jam-packed with the best baby-led weaning advice from parents and caregivers who have been there. So the impetus for this episode is that we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of the Baby-Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. Like if the podcast were a baby, it would almost be two years old is another way to think about it. But I don't know about you, I love hearing from other parents who have done the thing that I'm trying to figure out how to do. Like the parents who are giving us advice in today's episode, they were in the exact same position where you are right now just a few months ago. And so if you are feeling overwhelmed about introducing new foods or stress about trying to get all the allergenic foods in, or maybe fear about things like gagging and choking, I want you to hear the best pieces of advice from the parents who have been there. So sometimes when we do these episodes, we have the parents call in But what happens then is the submissions get really, really long and they're super hard to edit down. So this time I asked parents on my email list to send me an email with 
their best short piece of advice. And there was tons and tons and tons of submissions. It was super hard to choose which ones to put into the episode, but I tried to pick really concise tidbits that I hope you will find helpful. If you guys are not on my email list, I send out weekly emails with tips on how to safely prepare baby led weaning foods with lots of access to different sales and gear and stuff related to the kind of physical product side of baby led weaning. But then I also share recipes on how to do baby led weaning as well. If you go to fortifiedfam.com slash newsletter, you can get signed up to join my newsletter. And so now I would like to share some newsletter responses. You always wonder if people read your emails, right? You like send them kind of into this black hole and the open rates are kind of all over the board with all the iOS privacy stuff. But apparently some people are getting the emails because I got tons of very, very lovely responses. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who submitted their piece of advice for this episode on the best baby led weaning advice from parents and caregivers who have been there. Also, I wanna point out that the pieces of advice are in no particular order. They were kind of all over the board. So I'm just gonna let it roll. First one coming from Lee Ann Kroll. And she said, the best advice I have is from a recent interview you did with a feeding psychologist. And the advice was on baby led weaning and the relationship and to let your baby eat without added commentary or actions. That was so helpful. She said, let them decide how they feel. Don't be a peanut gallery as hard as that can be so that they can experiment and play as they want to. Wow, so hard to do. But now that I practice it more every day, I can see where we really create influence without intending to. It was eye-opening and helped me understand how we influence our kids' relationship with food. Thanks for offering the information. I love that it's evidence-based and not just someone's opinion that suits their worldview. Thank you, Leanne. The episode you guys, she is talking about is episode 206. It was called Stay in Your Lane, Parent and Baby Roles in Infant Feeding with Marsha Dunn-Klein. If you've never had the opportunity to hear from Marsha or learn from her, she's an incredible volume, like mass of knowledge and experience. And she really helps us remind us of what our roles are in parent feeding. We got to stay in our lane. So blwpodcast.com slash 206 has the details you need if you're having trouble keeping to your job in baby led weaning. So thank you, Leanne. The next piece of advice is from Madeline Edge. She said, my number one tip is to keep canned items in your pantry that you can feed the baby for when you inevitably forget to plan ahead for the new food that your baby's gonna eat that day. Or you realize that you're in a hurry and you don't have time to prepare anything. It makes my life so much easier. All right, Madeline, thank you for acknowledging that not everybody has time to make fresh, wholesome foods every single day. And your pantry can have a lot of great, amazing baby-led weaning foods. I actually have an entire free feeding guide called the Baby-Led Weaning Pantry Planning Guide. And I kind of provide you with grocery lists of some ideas of different canned foods and dry foods and other ingredients that are helpful to have on hand as you start baby-led weaning. If you want to grab that free baby-led weaning pantry planning guide, it's at fortifiedfam.com slash pantry. From Heather Newman, she said, the best thing we did before our baby started solid foods was to watch videos of other babies gagging and recovering on their own. Knowing the difference between gagging and choking made us much more relaxed and able to let our son work through his own gags. Yes, Heather, good for you for figuring it out. Gagging is a natural and necessary part of learning how to eat, but I totally get it that it can be scary for parents. And if you're feeling like the gagging stuff is holding you back, I teach a weekly workshop called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. And there's a whole section in there that explains the difference between gagging and choking and then some coping mechanisms for how to get past your fear of gagging. So if you wanna get to where Heather's at, sign up for that Baby Led Weaning for Beginners workshop. That sign up is at babyledweaning.co. 
This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Next up is Liz Cherry. Okay, this is sweet. I'm going to read you the email. Feels weird to read because it starts with, I love you, Katie. I love you too, Liz. She says, trust your baby knows how to eat and give them space and time to prove it. Understanding the difference between gagging and choking will make your experience as a parent much less stressful. And number three, soft food in pinky finger size strips. So Liz really put in there three tips, but she put a PS, Katie, I had so much trouble breastfeeding my baby. And through your baby led weaning training, I finally had success as a mother. She's jumped up weight and height categories and is such a happy baby, especially at mealtimes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us the magic power of baby-led weaning. Love, Liz and Charlotte, nine months old from Australia. This just makes me smile so much because who gets such nice emails in their work? I feel so fortunate to do the work that I do and to get to help parents all over the world. And I love, Liz, that you pointed out the magic power of baby-led weaning. I can just feel your success and I hope that it's translating to other people out there. Stick with it, you guys. Her baby's nine months old. It might have taken her two or three months to get to this point, but it will happen for you. And I love, Liz, that you're feeling success as a mother. You're an awesome mother. Congratulations. And thank you for your advice. The next advice is from Christina Sabatiene. She says, trust yourself and the baby. Don't listen to others' doubts. Is he eating anything? They're just throwing food around, et cetera. Educate yourself and start one food at a time. It pays off pretty fast. Yes, it does, Christina. And good job. One food at a time. There's no need to get crazy right out of the gate. Baby steps are really kind of the most important component of baby led weaning, I think. One new food a day, they build on each other day after day, week after week. Next thing you know, your baby's had 100 foods before they turn one. Michelle Smith advised us, scoop all the food from the high chair onto the apron splash mat and then fold the mat onto itself before shaking it out into the trash. It took me a couple months to figure out the most efficient way to clean up after mealtimes is this one. And this process is by and large the fastest and the easiest for me. Thank you for all your due. We are 60-ish foods in and our Parker turns one in June, born at 36 weeks. So we started at seven months with baby led weaning. He is the most joyful eater. Michelle, thank you for sharing. I know the mess can be a little bit overwhelming for families at first. I also use the Bapron baby splash mats underneath the high chair. It's a clean surface that if the baby drops the food down onto it, you can pick it up and recycle it back up onto the tray. They fold up super small. They're made out of the same amazing waterproof material that the owner, Kelsey, uses to make the Bapron Baby bibs. I'm an affiliate for Bapron Baby. I use their products in my work, but also at home with my own family. And I have a discount code, Katie10, that works for 10% off everything at Bapron Baby, B-A-P-R-O-N, baby.com. And if you're interested in learning more about Bapron, I love 
supporting small companies, small shops, especially female and mom run ones. And Kelsey Larson, the founder of Bapron Baby was on the podcast back in episode 118. It's called Why I Built a Better Bib with Bapron Baby founder, Kelsey Larson. And if you want to support her company, Bapron Baby, they make the best BLW bibs and splash mats. They're at bapronbaby.com. And again, that discount code KD10 works for 10% off. So thanks for the cleaning tip, Michelle. Next piece of advice is from Ali Schimberg. This one's short, eat with your baby. It's the only thing that got him to figure out how to eat and actually do it. And Allie, I really like this piece of advice. I think sometimes parents interpret it as, oh my gosh, I have to sit down for an hour or two times a day with my baby. No, you don't. I hope that you as a mom or a caregiver or a grandparent or whoever's feeding the baby is also taking a break to sit and eat foods and re-nourish yourself because it's a lot of work raising a baby. So I want you to sit down and take a break. And when you do, if there's an opportunity to offer your baby solid food, do it. You don't have to eat the same exact foods that your baby does, but there is something to be said about sitting there and modeling how you bring food to your mouth, how you drink out of an open cup. You might have to do some really exaggerated chewing mechanisms and motions early on till they get the hang, but it really pays off. But the other thing that Allie kind of adds in here, maybe without even realizing it, is it's a safety concern, right? We never want to leave the baby unattended at mealtime. And sometimes I think you're so exhausted from all the things you have to do throughout the day that when it comes time for the baby to eat solid food, you're like, oh yes, cool. I'm going to check out, go over here, get on my phone, not pay attention because the baby's eating. But please remember that if your baby does choke, choking will be silent and you won't hear a choke. So it's very important to be observing your baby at all times. Although I do agree, you definitely need a break at some point. So thank you, Allie. Kristen Woodrow has the following advice. And she says, or he says, I'm not sure. I think the biggest shocker or eye opener for me was knowing that I didn't have to wait three to five days for each new food exposure. And Christian, thank you for sharing that because we know that parents are still hearing this advice. Unfortunately, it's very outdated advice. It's not based on any scientific evidence. If this is news to you that you don't need to wait three to five days between meals, go listen to episode 84. It's called Why You Don't Need to Wait Three to Five Days Between New Foods with Karina Venter, PhD, RD. And Karina is a pediatric dietitian and she's a PhD dietitian rather. And she does a lot of the research on all the international guidelines and committees for the introduction of allergenic foods. And she helps write the guidelines for introducing allergenic foods. But she also is involved in a lot of the research that's coming out now that's showing the importance of diet diversity. Okay, we cannot get our babies to achieve diet diversity if we're waiting three to five days between new foods. You absolutely do not need to do that. So good for you, Christian, for getting that message and pushing on with a much faster progression of foods because your babies can handle it. Lauren Iceman advises us, don't be scared. I was so worried initially that my baby would choke. I watched gagging videos on repeat so I could desensitize myself to it. I listened to every word you said and promised myself I would not overreact or scare my baby in return. He still gags occasionally, but I find myself trusting him to do and what he has learned to do, which is to work it out. He really can do it. This is my biggest recommendation. This really has been such a great process. Lauren, I love that you took us from scared to confident in a very short piece of advice. Watching babies gag and recover on their own can give you so much confidence in your baby's ability to do the same. That's why I spent a ton of time on Instagram sharing videos of other babies gagging and recovering on their own. Parents, send me these videos and say, let other parents see this so that they know what is possible. So if you're on Instagram, the hashtag is kind of weird, but I started it back when I started my Instagram account at Baby Led Wean Team. I was documenting my baby twins, Gus and Hannah. They're my sixth and seventh babies. And I did my 100 First Foods program with them for the second formalized time to kind of work out some of the kinks before I turned it into a digital program. 
and the hashtag Gus and Hannah gag, H-A-N-N-A-H. I tagged as many gagging videos that you guys have sent me with that hashtag. And if you go and check that out, you'll see all (laughs) the baby gagging videos that your heart can handle, but it really can help give you confidence. So thank you so much, Lauren, for reminding us that we can move from fear to a place of confidence and you've definitely done it with your baby. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tracy Butcher says, the messiest meals bring the most joy. So let go and enjoy the ride. Thank you, Tracy, from a type A mom who talks to a lot of other type A moms. I know that being at peace with the mess can be hard, but you guys, the point of baby led weaning is not to prevent the mess. We have a few tools to minimize the mess and hopefully you're learning them as part of your journey. But I love that you recognize that there's joy for your baby in the mess, right? Getting messy is part of the whole sensory experience that is learning how to eat. Deborah Corgnet says, Spitting out food does not mean your baby doesn't like the food. They're just learning to move food around in their mouth and use their tongues to swallow. Keep on offering it. Amen, Deborah. I think sometimes parents are like, oh my gosh, he doesn't like it. I gotta get out of his mouth. We're never gonna try that again. Practice makes progress. Maybe you've heard babies need to try a new food 10 or 15 times before they like or accept it. It's really hard to nail down exactly how many times. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter. The point is we've got to try it more than once. So keep introducing those new foods, but remember to continue to reintroduce the familiar foods from previous days. I have a whole system where I show you how to start moving forward with the new foods while also incorporating and recycling the previous day's foods. I teach that in my free online workshop, which is called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. The sign up for that is at babyledweaning.co. If you want more advice on how to keep moving forward with new foods while continuing to reincorporate the foods you've already done. So thank you, Deborah. Devin Spence says, I really appreciated the info that I heard in your podcast that it takes about eight to 12 weeks for some babies to click. I was initially worried that I was doing something wrong or my baby wasn't ready to eat. And then I heard that podcast and it coincided with me at about the six to eight week mark. My baby really is eating now. She finally looks like the babies in your videos. It's amazing. Knowing to be patient and stick with it is really helpful. So Devin, thank you for acknowledging that not all babies take to infant feeding or self-feeding right away. And I always encourage parents, do not compare your baby to any other baby, even your other previous babies or your friend's babies who were born in the same week and are eating more foods than your babies. It doesn't matter. All babies develop their abilities to feed themselves at different paces. It can take six, eight, sometimes even 12 weeks for your baby to get the hang of self-feeding. If you have been doing baby led weaning for longer than 12 weeks and your baby is not taking to it and you're worried that there's a problem, it might be time to consider feeding therapy. And we did an episode, episode 152 is called, How Do I Know If My Baby Needs Feeding Therapy? And that's with my friend and colleague, Dawn Winkleman. She's a speech language pathologist and feeding therapist. And she talks through when it is time to get worried. And that's again, episode 152, if you wanna check it out and learn more about feeding therapy. Sarah Bechtel says, her advice, don't force it just because your child is six months. There's a switch when you can tell that your child is uninterested to when they become interested in and ready for food. So be patient and wait and don't force it. And also try not to do too much. Try to make it simple for yourself. Okay, Sarah, I don't know if there's an actual switch. I feel like it's kind of a gradual progression where you're like, huh, less of that food is going on the floor and more of it's going in their mouth. But it definitely does happen where you're like, whoa, that baby who wasn't interested in food a week ago 
is kind of more interested in it today. And you might not notice it, but it might take a while, but be patient. So thank you for reminding us that this is a process and a continuum. I don't think it happens overnight. Maybe for your baby it did, but thanks for the reminder to be patient. Next advice is from Alana. She said, Katie, your podcast is a lifesaver. My friends and family are so amazed at how well my little boy eats. I think if I was saying this to me before I started, it would be chill, relax. Your baby's gonna manipulate food around his mouth and he won't choke. But if this does happen to you, you have the education to deal with it. I think that fear can be such a hindrance, but like everything, you just can't live life that way. And then Alana finished, I'm so happy I found your handle, your page, your podcast. It gave me all the confidence I needed. I'd listen to it whenever I could, so thank you. And Alana, I'm doing this episode because we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of the podcast. And the reason why I even wanted to do the podcast in the first place was because I love learning from podcasts and I don't always have the time to sit around on social media and watch videos or read all the long research. So having it show up in my earbuds is amazing and I'm glad that it's helping you as well, Alana. Thank you. Kyla Hill, my best piece of advice, don't underestimate the power of teaching your baby to drink from an open cup. This has especially helped after my baby, especially when she was gagging a bit. Okay, Kyla, good point to remind us that in addition to trying foods, if you can start doing an open cup around six months of age, you're, it's only going to help your baby. The cup that I use is from the company Easy Peasy. Dawn, who's the speech language pathologist who developed that cup, she's been on the podcast a lot talking about the benefits of open cup drinking and why we avoid sippy cups. If you guys want to try out the tiny cup, that's the one for six to 12 month olds. I have an Easy Peasy affiliate discount code and that's KD10 against the tiny cup at easypeasyfun.com. Trista Ingram liked the fruit vacation. So her piece of advice is, the fruit vacation. Fruit just steals the show around here. With my baby, I made sure to offer as many vegetables as fruits, but I didn't serve fruit with every meal. Why did I think that was necessary before? Take a fruit vacation when needed. This kid loves his veggies and goes nuts over Brussels sprouts. So if you guys have not heard episode 209, it's all about a fruit vacation and how to help babies who overly favor fruit. Trista also added that diet diversity was huge. She said, I focused so hard on diet diversity, introducing tons of new foods, we reached 100 foods somewhere around the nine-month mark and didn't stop there. Our families tried new foods, hated some of them, loved many, like Brussels sprouts. My kiddo is now 16 months and definitely working on his picky eating game, but because we introduced so many foods, losing some has not been stressful. So Trista, thank you for the reminder about diet diversity. If you guys need a copy of my 100 First Foods list, it's on that same free baby-led weaning training at babyledweaning.co. I love to see you guys crossing out the foods on your 100 first foods list. Thank you for tagging me in social media because I love to reshare the list and parents can realize, oh my gosh, babies really can eat so many more foods than we give them credit for. So thank you, Trista. And thank you everybody who contributed pieces of advice for this episode. I know there's kind of a lot of other episodes and resources and downloads and codes mentioned throughout today's episode. So I'm gonna link to all of them in the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 222. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope some of that advice was helpful for you. Bye now. Bye.